morning. Good morning, YouTube. It is Stefan and his friend, henchman Corey. That's right. Corey is here. Deb Smith. I wouldn't use that word. Henchman? No, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a bad word. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, your, not your friend. Uh, henchman. Henchman. Laura G. Look at look at everybody's here. Debbie Mola is saying hi to Teresa. You know what that means, Corey? It means Teresa is here. That's right. That's right. That's right. And when Charisse's here, you know who else is going to be here? I bet you. Deb Smith. Deb Smith is here. That's right. That's right. And Laura G is here. That's right. But everybody, if it's your first time, what is this show? It's a morning show that's going to help you get you through your day and all that great, great stuff. But Leventon, did you know something also before we start the show on a professional matter? Is that Dennis Wilson? Did you know that? What? We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow us and all that great stuff because we're there. I didn't Alrighty. know that. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. Huh? <laughs> we're everywhere, Leventon. Now, all you got to do if you're new here, we're going to have a guest. I have a guest coming on here. We're going to do a round two with Corey Leventon, but you got to subscribe and hit that bell to be reminded when we're coming on because you need your morning caffeine and you need us. Bam. It's Corey, good to see you. Good to see so, you. So in that fake background you have, that's is that a Dennis Wilson album? I'm not aware of that album. That is a Dennis Wilson record. It's a great album. You don't know this record? Well, I know his songs Barbara and um Forever. I, I know the 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 you know the two, I know those two. <laughs> it's great. Well, we just lost a friend this weekend, Billy Hinchy. He just passed away. And um Billy was part of Dino, Dino, Desi, and Billy. And yeah. Billy. Okay. I, I, it all came back to me when you when you said Billy Hinchy died. I, I'm like, oh, who's that again? <laughs> but uh, and now I remember. He, he was friends with Michael Pollitz. Did you know that? Like, well, everybody's you, sort of friends with Michael Pollitz. Well, well, he, well. Unfortunately, Billy passed away really quick. He passed away from lung cancer. But he, it was exactly a year ago. We got to interview him, and I was going to call him back because I wanted to talk about Dennis Wilson. Did you know there's a song on here called Farewell, Farewell My Friend? And it's written about Billy's father because Billy's sister was married to Carl Wilson and Hinchy. Forgot that. Yeah. You forgot that. I think and we then, went over that in the show. Yeah. And then Billy ended up playing with the Beach Boys, but right. Billy was close. And Billy's on this record. He's on he was originally asked to join the Beach Boys in the 60s, uh, right around the time when, like, you know, Brian pull, pulled out. Uh, but he, he didn't want to do it. Oh, he, who, who, wait, Billy didn't want to do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I was reading up on him. Oh, oh, really? Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, Debbie Muller, thank you so much for that super chat. Thank you so much, honey. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. It's Thanksgiving. And everybody out there, I hope you're getting your turkeys. I hope you're getting me. I don't like turkey, but if it's kosher, it all works for me. And speaking of kosher and all this, well, our thoughts and prayers to Billy's family. Billy was a, a sweet guest, and I re-uploaded the uh, episode on Talking Wax so you guys could see it, and you could see Corey in his finest moments. And Billy, actually, he was really funny. He was a really funny guy. 
really funny. But you know what? Thinking of kosher and all that stuff, Corey, another guest you offended, and I want to bring them up to the show today. Do I you- wonder who this could be. This could be anyone. <laughs> oh, you don't know. Who- oh, you don't even know what's going on. You no, even- you never tell me. No, but I it's good because I told you keep keep it fresh for me. We don't I, talk. We we talk less now now that I'm on the show than we we talked before you had the show. Yeah. Now, Doctor G, he's real backed up with business and stuff, and he was going to come in today. But I figured today I have an extra guest. I don't want too pe- too many people on the screen. I want to make it professional. So, Doctor G, he's pissed him off. No, no, we're friends. We're friends. But <laughs> but you know what? I see there's uh, characters writing now on my other page, and they're, they're they're trying to get to me, and they I. I <laughs> When they can't get to you, you know what the best response you got to tell people, Corey, if people upset you? Just write your poor mother, God bless. That's it. Just that's how you, that's it. Don't let people get to you, Corey, okay? But why do you bother people, Leviton? I, I don't, you have to ask them. All right. All right. We're going to ask. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for today, and I'm glad you're all here to witness this. Uh, Larry, Steve, everybody's here. All righty. We have the wonderful Sheba Mason coming right Oh, in. wow. We have Sheba, and Sheba is coming here to take care of you. You ready, Corey Levinson? No, fine. All right, Sheba. Yeah. There's the beautiful Sheba Mason. Hi, Sheba. Welcome, Sheba. How are you? All right. Can you believe I came back after the way Corey treated me? <laughs> you know what, Sheba? I am happy you're back. You know what? We don't need his nonsense. He's out of control. You're looking very pretty. You're looking very pretty, Sheba. Thank you for being here. You know, first of all, let's take him out of the picture for one second. Look at him. He's 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 disrupting our date. Okay. Now look, we're gonna put him back. Look at him. Look, he's disrupting the date. Look at you. Look, he's nervous. Look, there he goes. He's see when he drinks the glass, he's getting he's flirting. We don't need you. The predator here. What is he drinking at seven in the morning? Oh, this is Chinese tea. It it doesn't work. (laughs) But I have. I have two hundred eighty dollars of it left. <laughs> no, look, look, Leventon, look, look. You don't, don't, don't think you're gonna get her with your humor. You're not that funny. You upset her last night. Let's re, let's recap a little bit here. Well, I, um, my best friend growing up, Mark Grossman, was. Um, well, there he goes again. There he goes again. No, he no, just... his his mom was really hot. Oh, and... that's nice. This is what. Yeah, it's... It's, what do you mean? That's nice. Shut up. You're just trying she, to instigate. No, I'm not trying to instigate. Hold on. A.H., welcome to the show. She goes to Sheba. Welcome. That's right. That's right. And uh, one of the people she had a relationship with, with was Jackie Mason. And we went to see Jackie. Relationship is like a strong word. I mean, he. Yeah, no, no, that's a strong word. Correct. Great. Um, right. Jersey, and, and, you know, everywhere I go, whenever I do a show, people yeah. always come over to me and say, you know, my sister's cousin's husband's daughter, what out with your father? Do they, that, really, do they really? Sheba? That special. Sheba, do they really? They really, they really say this oh, to yeah. you. Yeah, he really. It's amazing. Like, when did he ever have time to sit down and write a joke? Wow. How did the guy do eight one-man Broadway shows with different material each time when he was so busy screwing around? I didn't have time to do laundry. I mean, like, <laughs> now Sheba, you know what? You, you Sheba is actually really great. Now Sheba, are you are you out performing right now? Are you on the road? Yeah, any- I'm out. Um, this. Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going to be in Syracuse featuring for Joe Mackey, who's from the Greg Gutfeld show. Mm. Really funny comedian doing that. And then um, I also run my own show seven nights a week at the Three Monkeys in um, in uh, New York City on 54th and Broadway. We have like the creme de la creme of comedians pop in there. Good food. So I started it during the pandemic. So you're going to cover courtyard. Wow. So are you going to be in New York? Are you going to be the week of Thanksgiving in New York? 
I'm going to be in Syracuse. Oh, in Syracuse, okay, okay. See, Corey, eleven ten. Corey, you look. You're getting excited. Look, you really, you you love Sheba, huh? Does your wife know that you have a crush on her like this? I, I could see the I see the flirty eyes, eleven ten. What is it? Get it out of your system. Yeah, my friend in Vegas is dating Jerry Lewis's daughter, so I think there might be a thing in my uh, social group of uh, dating the daughters of comedians that uh, are beloved. So let's be honest, Levinton. If you weren't married, if you weren't married, let's just say, would you would you go after Sheba? He would never chance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what my wife said. <laughs> That's what my wife said. And now you're married. I've been married for 15 years. <laughs> she was shocked that now you're married. <laughs> She's shocked <laughs> that somebody's actually with you, Levinton. But Levinton, you know what? Let's she, her eyesight's not very good. No, no. Sheba, go ahead. Talk a little to Sheba. Let's see. Make it up a little bit now. Are you going to like get off to this later, Stephen Atticott? Uh, oh, me? No, Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> really? you're no, no, no. See, I, really? Atticott. You know what? No, no, no. Go ahead, talk. I just she want to said make both of your names around. No, she doesn't even know my name. It's great. She comes on the show. She doesn't even know my name. My first and last name. Now you could go get her Levinson. You know what? This is great. No. Even Attica, Stephen Attica. I should call. I should call. You stress her. both vowels. Stacy Mockowitz, I got here on the show, everybody. Okay, so now, <laughs> so now we have Stacy Mockowitz from. Did I say it wrong? I say, I you say everything wrong. I say everything wrong. Steve, thank you over there. I'm the sensation. Thank you very much, Steve. Okay, so it's Thanksgiving weekend. It's it's the week of Thanksgiving. What are you doing, Chiba, for Thanksgiving? What do you have going on? For Thanksgiving, I am going to meet, actually, my cousins on my father's side. We're actually huh? still really good friends. They're orthodox Jews. Really? Yeah. So you're going to have a kosher Thanksgiving? Yeah, kosher Thanksgiving. Wow, and with with the with the silverware and separate drawer, you know, drawers over there. That's you know about that, Corey. Oh, I think going to a restaurant. Oh, really? A kosher restaurant. Yeah. Really, a kosher Even restaurant. Thanksgiving Jews just make reservations for dinner. I know. <laughs> I remember back in the day when we go to all the the relatives' house and you have to sit there on the nice table and, and that nobody ever used. They only used it once once a year. And there was so, always like plastic on the couch. Always plastic on the couch all the time. It was. Yeah. You sit there, and you have that one uncle, the uncle schmuck, that would come and pinch your cheek and be a pain in the ass. We all, had, Corey, you had one, right? Yep. Yeah. And like yourself, who, who like gets offended by something and he threatens to walk out. He's like, "I'm going to oh. walk out," and oh then he doesn't god. walk out because the pumpkin pie comes out. Oh my god! And the family would whisper when they would leave. And the two brothers who hadn't talked in twenty years, and so they have to come at different times. And they have to check with you to make sure the other brother isn't there. And they would, they would whisper. And they the would. reason those two brothers haven't talked is usually because their wives keep them apart for some <laughs> Oh, and you have the storyteller one. Oh, don't even talk about it. He's coming. Don't. He's gone. He's. Oh, don't even. Don't even mention him. He has problems. Oh, the poor thing. They'd be whispering. Everybody had a problem with each other. But then they made this nice, my family would make a, a brisket on Thanksgiving also. But my grandmother would have like 20 people, but she would shrink the brisket. She'd overcook it. And it was like this. It's like enough for like an ant to eat. It was unbelievable. I remember the Thanksgiving. I, when I was 20 years old, we were still in New York. And uh, I had to 
go to, well, we always went to Thanksgiving at my Aunt Ida's house. And um, I remember the, the oh, Thanksgiving <laughs> when I announced that I was a vegetarian. And, and Aunt Ida said she made vegetarian stuffing. It, it only was cooked in the neck of the bird. That's all. Oh. So I was being chased around. I remember being chased around the, the house with a plate of turkey by Aunt Ida saying, what? What's the matter? You don't eat. You don't eat food. What are you, a Mooney? Mo Reverend Moon tells you don't eat food. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Turkey is food. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so you know, the turkey is such a disgusting thing. It's really not my thing. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to eat it. It's gross. I only want the stuff and just leave me alone. You know, that's it. I don't want to deal with it. All right. So Levington, it's Thanksgiving. The family comes together. Everybody gets together. I think we should have our Thanksgiving here with Sheba. Even though she doesn't know my name, we're going to have Thanksgiving <laughs> with Sheba. All right. All righty. Sheba. That's right. If Mr. Attica can come to your Thanksgiving party, I think we should bring your mom to the to the party. What do you think? You think so? I think so. I can see if she would come to our party. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Corey, would you like to meet Mama? Sure. Huh? You want to see meet Ginger? Would you like to meet her? Sure. Let's see if she's around somewhere. Let's see. Debbie. Hey. Hi, everybody over there. Yeah. Look! Look who we have here. Hi, Ginger. Hello. How are you? Uh, my name is Stefan. Very nice to meet you over here. And that's my. Oh, that's my friend Corey right here. That's Corey. Hey, Corey. Corey Ginger, to, what's up? Corey used to be a writer for Circus Magazine, Playboy, Rolling Stone. He's unemployed. Yeah, he, he's barely on my show. Ginger, I want to ask you a question. Well, hold on, hold on. Before you offend her. Look at you. Look at him. He's all excited. Ginger, how let me get offended. Yeah, Ginger, how are you doing? I'm great. You I'm great. Well. I got my kid here. She's smiling. Move over. Right. Yeah, move over. Come into look, come closer. You guys here. Come together. Look at so, so you guys are together right now for the weekend holiday. Oh, don't spill anything, Ginger. Don't get are you drinking? What are you drinking, Ginger? What's going I'm on? I'm not really drinking like a Chinese tea that doesn't work like he is. Yeah. Are you really? Are you really <laughs> drinking? I got a couple of hours to go with it. Let me tell you my 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 Chinese thing, and I'm trying not to be racist by doing an impression of the guy, but um, I have this GERD that there's Western science has had no answers for me on this acid reflux. Okay, I've tried every single method and pill and everything. So uh, uh, someone said, "Why don't you why don't you go to Eastern medicine? Why don't you try Chinese?" So I go, I go to this uh, guy that my chiropractor recommended, and it, it's cool. It's it's like walking into the like the 1400s, and he's got all these like things all over the place, little buckets of of, of stuff that he that he has people take out and put into a paper bag, and it's a special, it's a special. Anyway, so he tells me that I have GERD because my digestion is too slow; it needs to quicken. I need to quicken my digestion, the pressure lessen, and no come up. So, uh, so he gives me this tea, and it's it, it's not bad tasting. It's got like I can see there's some ginger in there. There's there's some other things uh, that I have no idea what they are, and and that, and 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 so um, I now have. <laughs> I now have diarrhea as well as curd. Oh come on, let me <laughs> that's true. Give me the name of that too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, if you ask him, he just tells you these Chinese names. 
So I have no idea. Like, you know, when you go to the doctor and please list all herbs you're taking. I have no idea what I'm taking. It could be, it, it, it could be like a, a, a wrench parts. I have no idea. So this, what's so, in there, so, but the tea doesn't work both from here and from both of you. The tea is not <laughs> happening. Yeah. I, I know that if I go back and say the tea is not working, then he's going to say, Oh, I need to reformulate it for you and then charge me another 280 bucks. So I'm not going to go back. I oh. know that's, you know, they want to, they're into the money. Just make mm. sure there's no pork or dead cats in it and it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now we have, we have Ginger here and Ginger, I don't want to say your last name wrong. Is it Jim, Ginger Ryder? How do you, how do you know. it, what, how do I pronounce it? It's perfect. Ryder. It, it, Ryder. Let me move this. Is Am I right on it? You're right. It's right. Uh, right. I'm right. It's right. You see uh-huh. that? Hey, okay. First of all, let's fix this. Get that out of Ginger Ginger's face over there. We have the Coffee Talk logo. Come a little closer, Shiva. Come on. Meet Mr. Attica. Look at you. Come on. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to bust the chops now because she called me Attica. You guys look like twins. Look at you. Look exactly like sisters. That's why I didn't want to be in the frame with her. Like, why? Because everybody says we look like twins. No, like you guys look great. It looks great. And yet she does, you know, she has the Jackie. She has Jackie's she's Jackie's shape, the face of the shape of her face. Staring at us like we're a science project. (laughs) You guys are gonna you guys are gonna you guys think I'm nuts. I don't I see all ginger in Sheba. I don't see Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, Corey. I guess she's kind of fortunate in that case. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now Ginger, you you met Jackie. What how old were you in your twenties? Mid twenties. I was uh, twenty six. Hell, how old you Well, I don't care how old. I'm fifty four, Ginger. What do you think? How old I am? Okay, I'm fifty six. I'm not giving you the year. Okay, Okay. I don't. They don't have the year. Okay, look it up. Okay, Okay. so I was twenty six. I was sitting in Wolfie's with my mother. Um, We just moved to Florida. We were here three days. And my mother was looking for an apartment and I was excited because I was getting my first apartment alone. And um, a woman came over to the table. She said, you want to meet Jackie Mason? And I said, who's Jackie Mason? And my mother said, he's my favorite comedian. Come on. So we go over to the table and she's all fawning. And he asked her all kinds of questions. Like, you know, uh, she said to him, Jackie, I love your acting. I've always been a great fan of yours. And he said, thank you. Thank you. You're no dummy. And then he looked at me. He said, so what do you do for a living? And my mother said, my daughter is a teacher of the hearing impaired who belly dances on the side. (laughs) And he he said, I knew it. The minute I looked at her, I knew she was a teacher of the hearing impaired who belly dances on the side. So he said, so so then he says, you know, I ask you a question and it comes out. He was talking to me. He said, I ask you a question. It comes out of her mouth. She must be a ventriloquist. (laughs) I forgot that one. Okay. Okay, So then... um, So then he said to my mother, because she's the one who kept <laughs> fawning all over him like he was God. Yeah. And she says to, uh, he says to her, so would you mind if I took your daughter out to dinner? And she said, she'd love it. Here's her number. Wow. And so, like, that's how it started. Wow. So, and, so that- you know, I thought to myself, I don't want to go out. In those days, he didn't even dye his hair. I talked him into dyeing his hair. He had, like, prematurely, like, white hair. And I was thinking, God, he's so much... Who needs somebody this old? I don't care who he is. So you and thought then, right away. You, so right away, you you weren't attracted. You was just like the hair. Needed. Initially, I was not attracted. And okay. then we went on a date, and it took an hour. And then um, I fell for him. You know, he just humor is an absolute aphrodisiac for women. If 
It is not for men, but it is for women. You can look at somebody and the way they look to you completely changes if they make you crack up. That's right. Women yeah. love to laugh. They like to laugh. Well, people yeah. love, laughing has some kind of positive vibes to it that like insert themselves in your yeah. innate consciousness or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think so. I think so, Corey. That's why you got a pretty wife, Corey. You did good. Um, that actually is true. <laughs> the, the laughter, right? So the day, So, where did you guys go on, on the first date? Well, I met him for an hour at um, IHOP on Collins Avenue in Miami Beach. IHOP? Yeah. The first date was just like a coffee to meet each other. I guess he wanted to see if he could talk to me. Yeah. If I'm a nutcase, like the woman that he knew or um, what I was. I just was a very nice college girl getting my master's degree. That's all it was. That's it. So did, was he was he in a relationship when he met you at the time? Well, there was, oh, like, well, so let's fast forward to the first time I slept with him, mm-hmm. okay, in a hotel. He gets a phone call from Jill Rosenfeld, and I don't really shouldn't give names on this, but she's so broken, I feel bad <laughs> Anyway, this is 100 years ago. So um, he said, you know, he says, be quiet because this other girl on the other side of the phone might commit suicide if you flush the toilet. Don't flush the toilet. This girl, like, she doesn't have to. She can't know that I'm with another woman. She's madly in love with me. And I thought, oh, my God, what kind of a nut is this? But all right. I went along with it. He was a celebrity, you know, not that big a celebrity. It was the middle. It was 12. You know, it was a few years after the uh Ed Sullivan thing. I'm not allowed to give my age. She was very embarrassed on my age, so I don't give it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So after Ed Sullivan, after what he what he pointed he was, the finger. What did he do on Ed Sullivan? What, what's well, that? it was really misconstrued, um, and we do have a whole song about it. But in in the musical, but basically, what happened is. Um, he was all set with his act and he was doing really well. This was like the seventh time he was on the Ed Sullivan show. And Ed Sullivan was had to cut short everything because President Johnson was giving a um, telling him to stop. He was going like this, stop, because President Johnson was giving a live press conference about Vietnam. And Jackie couldn't understand it. He just saw like these motions like stop. And he didn't know if he sucked, if he didn't suck. But Ed Sullivan kept telling him one thing. You know, you got two minutes. You got one minute and Jackie was like, he's giving me a finger. He's giving me a finger. Jackie didn't have this finger in his vocabulary. Yeah. It was not in his vocabulary. He didn't even know it. He just had been a rabbi. So he didn't know. He says, you're giving me a finger. I'll give you a finger. I'll give you a finger. That's how he talked with his hands. And it was all misconstrued. And Ed Sullivan was livid. And Ed, and Jackie was the only one who could make Ed Sullivan livid. He has that, you know, distinction. He was livid. He canceled all his shows. And Jackie had two shows that were going to be on network TV. They were canceled. It was the original cancel culture, the original. Wow. And it was all misconstrued. And Jackie took him to court, took two years. And two years later, Ed Sullivan had him on. And he apologized in person. You know, it didn't do anything, though. His career was still in the toilet. And he still had to build himself up. And the first time I saw him, um, it was $7.50 a ticket at, on Lincoln road. He invited me and my mother because we, you know, and that was like a week after I met him. Wow. Struggling, struggling, struggling for a very long time before he went back to Broadway, you know, went on Broadway, not back. He had never been to Broadway, but he was a big hit. And the the years that I knew him, like we'd play, like he'd play like the, um, his big, gigs were like the Concord Hotel, the mountains, we'd go up there and all that. And he'd get like $5,000 a gig, but he never thought that was good. I thought that was great, but he didn't think so. For back then, right? 
Yeah, for back then, I thought it was great. But on in Broadway, he was making $65,000 a night. So there's a big difference, I guess, you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, how, did Ed ever, did, did he ever speak to Ed off on the phone or get a phone call? His people called him or, hey. Well, there were lawyers yeah. and, you know, Jackie wanted to sue him no matter what because he lost, you know, two big network shows he was going to have. You know, he struggled all his life, you know, not that he was that old. I think it happened to him like he must have been like a, in his, I think it was in his late thirties that this all happened. And then he had to build himself back now, maybe forties, but, um, and then, which, he, at, which was, at that age, it's not easy to build yourself up when you're older already too. You have to start, yeah. oh, start back, go yeah, back. And he kept going. So I got to yeah. give him credit. Yeah, You know, he kept going. He had a belief in his talent. And as we know, he was very talented, you know, today, you know, he'd be really censored, but he was really <laughs> talented, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I Lucky he, he did his act when he did. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. That yeah. is absolutely true. I mean, okay. Don Rickles too. Don Rickles, yeah. another, another one who's who's yeah. fantastic, who you can't yeah, get away yeah. with. Yeah. That's the humor that I love. I love yeah. that humor, and it's it it goes back to I guess your upbringing from even me as a kid growing up in my home, and 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 even in the neighborhood in Bro- I grew up in Brooklyn, so it's about busting chops and. The more you bust somebody's chops, that means you like them. And you know, you notice one person you don't see anymore anywhere is Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah, she quit uh, comedy. Really? She quit. She quit right? comedy before she was canceled because she yeah. would have been canceled. Now she's a life coach. Really? Yeah. Really? So really? you think you think she yeah. quit comedy, Corey, because she just bowed out gracefully? Is that what you're saying? No, because this culture, this cancel culture. Uh, doesn't permit comedians to insult anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. It, it really is. It's bizarre. And, 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 and everybody, you know, the, the the first thing they did, you'll remember this, Shibu, in, in the, the nightclubs, especially after Michael Richards did his thing, which is, which is horrible, and I'm not equating what Michael Richards did with a regular comedian performing a regular set, but they would try and p- get people to check their phones at the at the state at you know and they said please put your phones here pick them up later that didn't work people were really upset about that so now you've got so attached to their phones but yeah but now the problem is you got these people that want to become stars and celebrities for 15 minutes themselves who go into nightclubs and will get ready to film somebody saying something like you know controversial so they can Make my day kind of thing. They prepare themselves and, you know, that's it. They just want to see you, you know, fail. Yeah. The meanness coming out. There's a lot of light coming out now post-COVID. Mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. light is shining the dark spots and they're coming out. They'll vanish, though. They will. Like you within know, 50 years. There's yeah. not going to be that much darkness. No. Anyway. You always going to get people. Yeah, no, you know, you always going to get people like that. Even even with doing this show, it's not the easiest. We'll get the hate yeah, out there. But you don't realize what's that it's technology that's facilitating and encouraging this behavior because what those people were relegated before to writing physical letters and sending letters and sending bombs. Now social media gives them almost equal footing with the celebrities they're trying to take down. If you're a, if you're a Twitter user and and you're mildly entertaining and you get a following, you could be a complete troll and have absolutely nothing on your resume that you've ever done, and you could still take someone down. It's yeah. ridiculous. But you know, 
it has a way of biting back at you eventually, you know, it does, you know, yeah, like the, right. you take, you know, what's OJ Simpson. You thought he was going to get off scot-free, right? He mm-hmm. didn't, right? He got Scott, he got off temporarily. Then he ended up in jail for, because it bit him back, you know, Comes that's back. only because he kept up, you he kept up, back, you know, and he let it go to his head. That's why he said, I'm invincible. They couldn't get me on murder. They're not going to get me on this. Right. Yeah. I mean, I want to do a show where I could say what I want to say, but you can't say what you want to say. Even YouTube is all like, uh, it's all mishmash and you got to be careful what you say. But I, 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 you know, I'm Jewish. I'm a Yenter. I'm allowed to, to be like, say what I want to say. It's my show. And that's what I, you know, that's the way it is. 11, 10. Well, Ginger, maybe Bill Maher has been really, really saying that this part, this cancel culture is ridiculous. He goes on every show on Fox News and everything. And he says, that part of cancel culture is bizarre. Comedians have to have some leeway to be funny. You know, sticks and stones can hurt, break your bones, but words can never harm you. It's like, we, I think we have to go back to that, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I, I'm, see, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, there was, okay, maybe karma's coming back to me. There was a kid, and I feel bad. In, I grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn, and there was a kid named David Nash. And if he's watching, I'm going to say I'm sorry, because I used to say David Nash had a rash, stuck his finger up his ass, and he used to run up the stairs, and he used to cry Aww. to his mother. And I got in trouble for it. So, so I'm sorry, David Nash. You never had a rash. There you go. I, now I'll get good karma. I just well, had to say that. Nobody sticks something up your ass. So. That's right. That's, that's right. Corey's looking at me because you guys are making me think. I want to be kind to people. You know, it really oh. helped. You know, it just, it's a new energy now. And it doesn't really hurt to be kind to people. Even though I want to like kill everybody, I still mm-hmm. <laughs> I force myself to be kind. You, Ginger, you're so right. And, and you know what? It's so easier for us to use the hate and sometimes it's harder to be kinder but it's it's there's no need there's no need there's no need for it you know some other level we are really all connected we really are that not in the physical state but another level but i'm not going to talk about that now i want to ask you guys something now on your play you guys do a play about your ex and shiva your your, you know your, your dad but you're playing your mom on the in the role as your mom and then the guy who's playing your dad, you actually, last time you were here, you dated him as well, correct? <laughs> For seven and a half years, yes. Seven and a half years? Yes. Wow. Does he look like Jackie? Yeah, but he's like, he looked like Jackie when Jackie was really young and cute, you know? Wow. He looked a lot like him. Was he as funny? Um, he couldn't be as funny as Jackie. Though. Nobody's as funny as Jackie. No, 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 but not at all. Funny. <laughs> not at all. But, That's- um... Yeah, the play is going to run again somewhere. You know, I, it had a really good run, and then it was like COVID. So you know, is that what happened with the play? The whole COVID thing just. We had a really good performance of it in a really nice theater just before COVID hit. Thank mm-hmm. God. But um, you know, the COVID thing, like everybody you know in theater, except for Broadway, these little theaters all over the country are struggling. You know, people are you know afraid to go and the older people are the ones who go to theater a lot and they're just not going anywhere. You know, they're just so used to not going. Some people are going to be in their homes for the rest of their lives, wearing masks alone with fear, fear, fear. You know, you you can't live like that. No, you know, you're you're talking to us from Florida. I live in Florida and um, you know, I see it all the time. And yet my gym was open like two months after COVID came out and, Fully, you know, Florida is very open. 
very open and has been, but even so a segment of the population, you know, they're afraid to go. Wow. So they're real, they rule their lives with fear. Kind of nice though. Who needs them? You need yeah. them to buy tickets. <laughs> You need them to buy tickets. You do need them to buy tickets. How about how about you, Ginger? How how about when you go now? You just you do your normal thing. You're not letting it stop you. Well, I I really am a student of. It's a whole long story. Can I talk about it? Yeah, it? tell or me. It's, it's oh, she says it's. I boring. don't care. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. No, if it's boring, I don't want to bore people. No, no trust ahead. me, she, Ginger. It's a holiday. It's a family affair. We're sitting at the table having coffee. You know what? I'm going to make time for both of you guys over here. You know what? Tell me. Tell us. Okay. Okay. So basically, okay. You have something called the innate, you have a 25 foot aura around you and there's, you have something called the innate, the innate. I'll just, I'll just cut forward to what's going to happen a hundred years from now. Okay. (laughs) A hundred years from now, when people have like a brain tumor or something or a cancerous tumor, they're going to be able to go into a center, a medical center, lie down, look up. And what they're going to see is a visual imaging of their consciousness. And they're going to be able to direct their own consciousness to heal themselves, to get rid of the tumor. So basically now I'm, I use that a lot without looking at it. I Mm -hmm. just like direct my consciousness to heal whatever it is. And even the fear. And I believe it wasn't COVID that killed people. I believe it was their fear of it, and they triggered their immune systems to react, over overreact, and that's what killed them, the fear. Because all you read was fear, 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 fear. Fear is very strong. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but that's what I believe. Okay? You know what? Yeah. That sounds no more crazy than religion does. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a cute kid in the back. That, that is. What's that, honey? Uh, go ahead. Go feed them. Yeah, that's my, that's the little one. That's that you know. That's Brooklyn. That's my little one, Brooklyn. And you have her trained to feed the dog. You know what? It's the only thing she will listen to me to, to, to do. That's it. That's I, otherwise, I can't get a. Let me tell you something, Ginger. I I have older kids, and and then I started all over, all over again. Really? So. Yeah, so 54 and a six-year-old. It's a great combination. It keeps you very young. Yeah. It keeps you very young. It's, it actually brings you back, and it makes you appreciate a lot of stuff. And, it does. Uh, you see it through. You see the world through their eyes. You really do. You yeah. really do. I was 30 when my my son was born, actually. And uh, you know what? And and but, but now I see things in a whole different light at being at this age as well. Right. And uh, trying to sit back and enjoy it and not be so uh, – neurotic yeah that's right it's beautiful yeah but um but see so 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 mind you're basically saying mind over matter basically now back to our subject basically that's what it's no accident that the trees breathe out what we breathe in that nothing about this lifetime is an accident and i could go further and further and further because i'm a student and i'm learning myself but it's just nothing is an accident and everything Nothing that's in your house or on your head or that you're looking at did not start out as a thought or consciousness. Everything is consciousness. Everything. Now, you may think, oh, why? You know, what happens? Well, you have a plan between lifetimes. And I believe that Jackie Mason, me and Shiva had a plan between lifetimes. And this was the plan that he would be a lousy, schmucky person. And, you know, in some ways, also brilliant. And, um, you know, it was it was so we could overcome obstacles. And it's a whole long story. Everybody has their own plan between lifetimes. It doesn't mean you have to stick to it. 
there's plan A, plan B, plan C. Ch- things always change with three choice. Okay, it's getting boring. No, it's not. No, I'm, no, no. I, I, I understand. I like um, it. You know, Sheba, you well, got a great mom over here. She's fun. I'm glad you brought it out Thanksgiving. This is no, this is fun. You're not being born. I think it's actually really, really good. You guys have a really close relationship. <laughs> not really. No. And she doesn't even like me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't like. We're all like that. Yeah. Okay. Shiva, your mom, right? I recommended her for the podcast. You know. What's that? I recommended you for the podcast. I like. She you. did. She did. When you go off, I'm like a chat. Now let me ask you, Shiva. Would you, your mom, you guys are working together on the, sh- on the show about your dad, right? She you, wrote the, the whole thing. You wrote the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. It's a wow. musical comedy. Wow. It's been off Broadway, you know, in a way. That's great. Yeah. That's but, great. you know, it, it wasn't off Broadway in a major way. It was like off Broadway in a minor way. That yeah. means like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Everybody's loving this. Look like, right here. All the way from really? there. Yeah, right there. Look at this. Ladies Faceful. That's right. Loving this. this. Thank yeah. you, Ladies Faceful. Yeah, very Levin. nice. Look how cool <laughs> that is. Now, Leventon, have you have you heard about the play yourself? No, Are no, you sure? I'd like to see it. Yeah, because you're a huge Jackie Mason fan, Leventon. Wait, oh, yeah. I, I, I grew up, yeah. There is um, one scene where, you know, I have like 15 girls singing to Jackie's portrait because, like, you know, it's not like I was an idiot and I didn't know there were lots of other women, you know. And, um, you know, and I have him singing, oh, Jackie, won't you settle down? And, you know, all these women are singing with heartbreaks and all that. And, you know, I'm making fun of him. And, you know, he was like in his I used a picture like when he was in his 60s, when he was starting to really look Halloween-ish. And <laughs> like, you see all these women like looking at him like, Jackie. You know, you got to, like, look at it. I mean, I was totally aware. Was I aware of your friend's mother? <laughs> no, she wasn't, no, she wasn't a major figure in his life. That. She was not alone. There were a lot of people, like, <laughs> tons of them. And his, uh, the woman that, that he didn't marry, but it was publicized that they got married. Um, Jill? She knew about them, and she'd have a fit, and he'd have to hide them and all that. But me. Wait, are you talking about Jill? Yeah, Jill. Manager, you know, he had met her two years before me, and that was the one where he said, Shh, Don't flush the toilet with this yenta is going to commit suicide. Don't I that is that what he said? Don't flush the toilet, this yenta is going to yeah, commit suicide. Hears, yeah, if she hears there's another woman with him at that point, she would be like that. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, somebody becomes pregnant, you know, that really must have hurt her. I feel sorry for her, you know, I just feel sorry that her whole life she was obsessed with him. You know, there's other men on the planet, you know, and I feel sorry for her. I think now she must be really hurting. I heard he was mean to her before he died. He was always like trying to like go out with other women. I mean, I'm sure you find this boring. No, 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 no. This is this is very interesting. I I, I think I think you, I think you, this is a fun interview. What do you think, Levin? Leventon's my hardest. Well, you know, you have to be honest, because. I don't get offended. If somebody says it's boring, shut up. I'll shut up. I'll no, it. no, no. You're great. You know what? Okay. I don't get offended either. I, I love the stories. What's the matter, Leventon? You have some. Well, there's an 800 pound gorilla in the room. We should address it. J- Jackie denied that he was the father of Shiva. Okay. Right. I'm not going to deny that. So, the, so in the beginning of the paternity, like this was like when she was the last time I saw him, okay, 
she was nine months old. Okay. And he used to like invite me to California, invite me to the mountains. And then one time, like I took a picture out of her and showed it to the chauffeur in the car. And he had a raging fit. I thought you're going to tell people it was your baby, not my baby. You told me it was going to be your baby, not my baby. You said you wanted to have a baby. I remember when I told him I was pregnant, he said, I'd marry you quicker if you weren't going to have a baby. I don't want a baby. I traveled around too much. I don't want a baby. But basically, he didn't want a baby because he, he was really attached to Jill, who ran his money. She was his money manager. And she also, you know, this isn't common knowledge. I don't know if I should like give it that fact away. Right. He found her in a really compromised position on his living room floor where she had to be rushed to the hospital when she found out oh that he was around. And so he always had that traumatic memory of her. You know, and so he was afraid. I think that was like a big part of it. Plus, you know, he does like the idea of screwing around. Let's let's face it. You know, he didn't want to be tied down. But, you know, whatever. He had a fit. And he, and then like um, I had gone to California and he was doing a show. It was with him in the Beverly Hills Hotel. And he was doing a show and he said, what I want you to do, because he always invited me. I never called him ever. And he said, what I want you to do is you'll come to the show, but you walk in the back of the theater. You won't come with me. So this way, Jill won't know. And I was thinking, I had just given birth and I'm not going to take this. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to do it. You know, giving birth hurts, you know. So I left. And then after I left, I went back to uh, Florida and he... um he, he like was really upset and he called me and then I saw him one more time in the Concord and I knew when I walked out of the car that this was the last time I was going to see him. And um, his, he had his brother, the rabbi, call up and say, you know, every time you want money, you know, Jackie can't be associated with the baby. He just can't. And he said, the important thing is to have the baby, not the man. That's what the rabbi said. And he said, um, every time you need money, you just call up Jackie. You know, you'll just call him up and he'll send you money. You don't worry about that. He'll take care of the baby. So I did. I called him up and Jill answered the phone. And my mother, she was very dominating in this whole thing. She said, are you going to go like that or are you going to take him to court? So my mother convinced me to take him to court. Took him to court and, you know, he wouldn't even come down to Florida for the blood test. We had to go to New York for the blood test. And so I had to take her. And, you know, we went to New York to some blood bank. I don't know blood place. I have it on paper. And he was there with his attorney and Jill. And his attorney tried to go into the room where the blood was being taken. You know, in those days, there weren't really computers and no DNA. The DNA test happened like a year after I sued him. That would have been good. We had to have an HIV blood test, which came out 99.94% that he was the father. And um, then he still was fighting that. But I mean, I remember Raul Felder, his creepy, he's a creepy, creepy attorney. Just millions and millions of dollars per case. He's just so creepy, though. And I heard about him as he grew up with his brother was a famous songwriter and he was had polio. And um, he was like mean to his brother because I knew somebody who lived above him. I heard years later. I worked with his daughter, Rachel Felder. Is she nice? Yeah, she actually is. <laughs> she might be. You know, she might be. But I think he's such a creep the way he tried to go into the blood test room. And I walked in there and I said, this man has no, no reason to be in this room. And they were really afraid of me. It's like he was about to bribe them. I could see that. You know, he was because he bribed people all the time. You know, he kept us off like the Sally Jesse Raphael show in those days. And he bribed people with money. 
And he was about to bribe these people in the blood test room. And I walked in, I said, get out of this room. You have no legal bearing in here. And they had to use Black Jackie's blood. They had wow. And he would have done that. He would have done that. That was their plan. That's what a low life scum he is. And, you know, that's that. So the blood just came out and he had a, you know, and it was like took three years because he fought it every step of the way. They even took it to to the, and she looked just like him in those days, you know, as a baby. And Howard Stern said she's an ugly baby, but she was like the most beautiful baby. And um, like everybody has a beautiful baby, but she looks exactly like him. And then, and the higher court said the resemblance is uncanny, striking resemblance. And the blood test was 99.94. And so, you know, he had to pay child support for um, 18 years because I lived in Florida. If I lived in New York, it would have been 21. Wow. Paid child support, which was, I know everybody wants to know how much, right? Who doesn't want to know how much child support? Raise your hand if you don't want to know. Nobody's raising their hand. (laughs) You don't want to know. I want to know. If you want to know, I'll tell you. I want to know, yeah. He had to like $42,000 a year, which wasn't that much for a guy who was making $65,000 a night. But I wasn't after the moon and the stars. I believe if you have a roof over your head and, you know, and, you know, I did use it for her. I I should have got her braces, but, you know, my mother didn't believe in braces. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? But, you know, it's funny you say the braces because Corey... You, you, when you were watching the, the original show, you liked the whole smile, Sheba. See, so you did yeah. right. See, you're you're all like Corey's all like, I like the smile. Look at right? she has the lips that everybody's paying for now, and she had them since she was born. So, how mean of Howard Stern to say? Who would say this about a baby? No, Howard was obviously trying to get on Jackie's good side. He probably had him in during an interview. Yeah. No, he was kidding. It was like on the front page of the New York Daily News and stuff like that, and he was just kidding because she was so cute. Uh, you know what, Ginger? Just hearing your whole story, it just mentally, you probably it just was you. You took a you took a you know just a mental beating. You know, here you are with you. You know, dealing with well, you know what you're being not pregnant, cool. seeing the affairs. Right? It's like all this. How did you handle all this? Just inside. I'll give you a little story. You know, there's a story about a guy who dies and he had everything perfect in his life. He had a white picket fence and a perfect wife and a perfect marriage and two beautiful children. And he goes up to St. Peter. I'll talk about St. Peter in a moment, Drew. And he said, what happened to your life? What did you do? And he told him, he said, go back. You haven't lived. We're supposed to have obstacles. So we eventually bring light into the world. And um, I never made her hate her father. I think she learned to do that on her own. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> although she doesn't hate him, you know. But he did try to make a play for her once. He didn't realize it was her. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't realize it was her. (laughs) Really? I think this is a second Daily News moment. What was the what was the the move that Jackie did? It's like the you know you're getting your father's approval. Wow. What was where where how did this all happen? I was coming out of the Broadway theater where I was bartending for Spamalot, and he was he was coming out of his theater. And I came over to him and I said, hello. And he goes, hello, who are you? And he started like trying to hit on me. He goes, and I said, yeah, well, I'm actually your daughter. Yeah, but then a few years later, because at that Wait, time, how did he react when you said that? What? How did he react when you said that? He was like, oh, okay, hello. You know, and then he told me to show up the next day. And he's, I think I told you this last time. He, was, right, he told me did. to show up the next day and like come to a show. He said, you'll come at seven o'clock because, you know, the show is at eight. You'll come, you'll sit backstage, you'll talk it over. 
<laughs> he said, if for some reason they don't let you in, come to my house. And he started to give me his address and I was taking out a pen and he goes, don't write down my address because Jill's parents are standing right there. Uh. So then I went to the show the next day and there was a lawyer's letter waiting for me from Raul Felder telling, telling me how I can't come in. So to this day, may not even know that I ever came. Wow. But the point is that when she was doing that, she had, really long, she had long black hair. Years later, you were sitting at the Applejack diner when you were blonde and he didn't recognize you. And that's, remember, he came over to you and oh, said, yeah. you didn't know who you were. You forgot about Yeah, that. that's true. I forgot that. That's the one I was yeah. referring to, not when you were like 18. I think I blocked it out. Yeah. Wow. It was years <laughs> later. He actually came over to her when she was a blonde. She he likes had, this look, you know. He likes the look. Yeah. Wow. He wow. likes all looks. He likes that's Asian. True. You know, he likes everybody. Black. He likes Chinese. I said that. He likes women. You know, he one thing about him, I used to hear like all these rumors that he was gay. And, you know, like I'm thinking there's nothing, you know, he's not gay. He doesn't like men. He likes women. Lots of them. Really? There was rumors that he was gay. There were rumors that he was gay. You know, like you hear that's just it. Do you know that after he passed away, there were newspaper articles that said that Sheba was transgender. <laughs> there were newspaper articles that said Jill was her mother. There, I mean, uh, like. The people, you know, nowadays they, they get just, things wrong a lot. They get a lot of things wrong. That's from that's from the fifties mentality, especially in the in the Jewish culture, which you know I'm from. Um, when a man isn't married by the time he's forty, there's something wrong with him, uh, oh. and and that usually meant he was gay. Oh. This is this is this is the culture that my parents came from. Yeah. Their parents I, I, told them that so and so is a nice looking man. He's got a good job. Why isn't he married? He's gay. <laughs> You're right. And, you know, and now that's not even, you know, it's right. whatever you want, you know, and still be a wonderful, wonderful person, you know, a parent and everything else. Right. That, but now they have to find another stigma, right? <laughs> what are the Jews going to say? So it's something wrong with him. He's gay. That's nothing wrong. So then what? You know. <laughs> I wish that Shiva was gay. She wouldn't be so unhappy in her love life. Now, now let but, me yeah. ask you two ladies. Are, are you guys both single or you have others in your life? I think I asked you last time, Shiva, but maybe things have changed from that. He's a really nice husband. I'm married now 21 years to a cantor. He actually, I actually met him in my play. He wasn't a cantor yet. But now he's like very, you know, very popular in this area. He makes a really? living. Really? He's paying for the computer and the electricity in this house. So... Wow. Well, congratulations. 21 years. Yeah. 21 yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Is he funny? Well, he <laughs> he actually is an impersonator. He goes around, like, does shows, impersonating. He's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good. He's very funny, very sweet. And you want to know the most thing about him I like is that he's always positive and upbeat. It's he doesn't impersonate Jackie Mason, does he? What? He doesn't impersonate Jackie Mason. Yeah, so yeah, he imitates Jackie Mason great. He's a really good imitator. Totally a great imitator. Yeah. That is funny. 21 years. That's a that's a long time. Really well, is. yeah. And I knew him before that, you know. So what? now that we're when we have all well, you're gonna have to look that up. Um, I, I know I don't want to go. Uh, did you have I'm a than Biden? I can tell you that. I think everybody is younger than Biden. Well, well I think and, so. And, now, and I'm older than Melania, so all right. Well, let me get to did you do a big wedding when you guys got married? You mean when I got married? Yeah. yeah. To your new husband. Actually, it, <laughs> it wasn't what you call a big wedding now. Because no. I was already 
you know, I already had a child and, you know, and, and all this stuff. So we just, we had some people come to the beach and my sisters came and they wrapped some kind of thing around me as a wedding dress. I didn't have a normal wedding, wedding dress. The, where's the wedding picture? Oh, it's on the wall. This is the wedding picture. Right? Oh, I, wanted I just to. don't do anything like, you know, like normal. Let me tell you. Here, this is more like a wrap. It was like a green wrap. This is an old wedding picture. Let's see. Let me make this bigger for a second. Hold on. I could see this good. Hold on. I'm going to put this screen up bigger. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, I wasn't wearing a white wedding gown. And that's Sheba with dark hair in the picture, right? Yeah, that's Sheba with dark hair. Yeah. Oh, that's a great picture. She was 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. That's a great picture. He's a little younger than me. You yeah. know? So that you know, to do with it. it turned out to be a happy ending after all the nonsense. It is a happy through. ending. Yes, it's a happy ending. You know, I love the ducks outside and the birds outside. <laughs> you know, I could picture your whole story with Jackie and all the shenanigans. Okay. It could be such a movie. And a, a guy like Scorsese could take this role and make it into such a crazy movie with the drama. Scorsese with the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are you um do you ever think about trying to get into make it into a film or I think it would make a good film. We've been, been talking about it. We've been, talk, we've about been it, talking actually. about it and you know, we're looking at it. Just you know, if you're not in California or out in the world, like a friend of hers, a comedian, he was there just a few weeks and he got on to Larry David. You have to be there. You know, do you want to, you know, leave your, your happy home to get a movie? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it happens, you know. Now, would you say, because everybody wants the excitement. There's excitement in this, right? If you're writing a script, there's a lot of excitement, right? Sure. Right? And is there? Is there? Then there's a lot of drama, right, in this? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of laughs in it, right? Yes, definitely. A lot of laughs. I think it would be interesting. You know, it's based on the true story. Um, what I wouldn't do is take it to the end of his life the way he, the way he was at the end of his life. I would take it like a, base it on me, you know. The end of my life. No, I'm still alive, so it can't. Almost like, almost like. Remember the movie that uh, Priscilla did, uh, Elvis and Me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, now, like you could see a movie, you don't even really have to know who the person is if it's done well. Like I really didn't know much about Tammy Faye Baker at all, and mm-hmm. I saw her movie and I thought it was a really good movie. You know, Aretha yeah. Franklin. I mean, I knew about her; she was before my time, but it was still like a really well done movie. I don't think you know, like it matters if you. Um, you know, like if it's just a figure in history, I don't think it matters that much if you really know who they are. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you learn about other people that way. Yeah. yeah. The Tammy Faye Baker thing. Elton you know, John had, you know. Well, it has to be something like Netflix because nobody's going to the movies. I've been going to the movies and in Florida, yeah. they're empty. Well, Hulu's yeah. doing a, they're doing a something. They have a documentary. They, well, they're doing the Beatles. They're doing the Beatles on Disney. The let it right. be. Right. That's what like ruining one, you know, really famous producer said the movies are over. I mean, really? going to a movie theater is over. You think they're all gonna, you know, they can't maintain what, you know, you go to a giant movie that seats 300 people and there's 10 people in there, and it's been like that for a year already. Well, they already figured out how to get the how to get the money back, or at least the film. Uh, distributors and the manufacturers, uh, I mean, producers figured out how to get the money back is you charge $20 as a premium to watch it at home. And, uh, you know, that's that's their solution. But it leaves, of course, all the theater owners uh, shit out of luck. Yeah. I just think it's more fun to go to the movies in a 
popcorn. I, I think so too. And you know, there is, I, I agree with you, Sheba. It is fun, but I it's mean, like, now oh, with me, with yeah. the heebie jeebies, I don't want to be sitting in somebody else's sloppy, yeah. dirty seats. So I'm not yeah. into that, you know? Only, only people, the only people who would have no problem sitting in a movie theater are people who wouldn't go to the movies to begin with, unless they're seeing some, you know, dumb summer blockbuster thing. Yeah. I have no problem going. Yeah. I mean, I, so- I like it. I like it. I, you know, I, I don't want, you know, I've always like never, wherever I go, I don't touch my face. You know, I have a hard time doing that. Germs, like the subways in New York, I have never, ever touched my face with somebody else's germs. If you don't touch your face, and they're not standing next to you, sneezing on top of you. But you wear a mask, right? Because it, it spreads by aerosols, not by not by touching your face. I mean, it doesn't that much. And I don't, you know, the six feet thing is a good thing with or without COVID. Oh, Still I, I yeah. people that are sneezing. I don't want people on top of me either. Oh, you know what, Ginger? So you were living in the, were you living in Manhattan, in the, in Manhattan, maybe like in the, the late seventies? Were you yeah, out there? I was there? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't move to Florida until the late seventies. Yeah. Okay. So let's ask Ginger's Broadway. You saw a couple, you used to go see Broadway shows back then. Cause I went. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah. Remember the Broadway show Beatlemania? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, look, she's smiling. You don't know the, the guy who played Paul McCartney, Mitch Weissman, do you? I don't know him personally. I know of him. You know of him. He's going to yeah. love this. He's a fan of the show. Corey, she knows Mitch Weissman. Yeah, he's a big fan of the show. Um, did you see Beatlemania, the show? Yeah. Loved oh, it. Loved I can't it. remember that much about it because I know yeah. there's a movie coming out now. But, um, you know, it was like a long time ago, but it was good. I saw lots of stuff. It you know, really, that was really good. It was really good. Broadway was yeah. fun back then. That's when I, I enjoyed going to the theaters. I saw, I saw Grease on Broadway, Beatlemania. Christopher Blood. There was a lot of good good things. It was the actor. It was Yentl. Did you see Yentl? I I didn't see Yentl, but I remember it. I remember Yentl. Wow. There was a lot of great stuff on Broadway. I used to go all the time. But now it's a a whole different world we're living in. I know what what we think, but I don't want to put you in my category because you're younger, but like what we think is good, the the newer generation Z doesn't. No, it's a whole different world. But they bring back old stuff. They like people that. I know, they're going to Broadway to see um, To Kill a Mockingbird, which is a very old play. It's a great it's play. Classic. You know, the yeah. classics are the classics. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens in the next lifetime. What's it is interesting. The, the classics aren't always the classics. True. I mean, um, the Birth of a Nation was once considered a classic, uh, mm. and it, 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 right. it uh, glorifies the KKK. That scared um, the hell out of me That when I was a little kid. I'd see it on the PBS channel or something, black and white silent film. It scared the hell out of me. Well, Even Breakfast did a good job of that with his last episode. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see okay. it. No? No, I didn't catch it. But uh, Even Breakfast at Tiffany's was considered a, a movie classic until – until this whole thing started, and uh, I, well, I, actually, they're not wrong about this because uh, Mickey Rooney's portrayal of, of of an Asian man and that is it, ridiculously racist. So really? that that movie's been canceled. Oh yeah, he uh, he plays an the Oriental uh, friend, and he's got his he's got his uh, eyes taped, and so he would Peter Sellers like, oh, be oh, canceled? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, would Peter Sellers be canceled now? I don't remember. Did Peter Sellers do any racist imitations? He, oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah. So then he'd be canceled. Think, you see, see, I, I don't think the imitations are as degrading to you know um, 
minorities as like I used to be a high school English teacher and sometimes I would show them like old Twilight Zone movies after they would read the script or something mm -hmm. and like in every one of the Twilight Zones it was never featured black actors ever not in one Twilight Zone I unless it was somebody like picking up their suitcases that I find really demeaning yeah the fact that you mock races I mean they can they, you know like Jews don't mind if you mock Jews no ever. No. Yeah, we don't care. Think what you want. What's the big deal? But if you, you talk, you know, if you if you're standing outside a Jewish person's home and you're going to burn it, that's terrible. <laughs> yes. But like to mock races, they love. I mean, they actually love it sometimes. Yeah. You know, I have this play called King Solomon and His Seven Hundred Wives, and Solomon was married to the Queen of Sheba, who was from Ethiopia, an African girl, and. Now, and we, we would do it. And I had a lot of wonderful, you know, black actors in it. But I had Sheba play the Queen of Sheba at one point, And she looked, you know, really beautiful and funny. She mocked nothing. But now I have on my Facebook and I've been sending light to Africa because Africa is the very next big continent that's going to take off. Like in the next 50 years, it's going to be a beautiful place to be because people are sending light to it, not just me. And I get, every day I get hundreds of likes and they see a white girl playing the black queen and they don't care. And yet, um, if I did it again, I would definitely not use Sheba as she is queen of Sheba. <laughs> but it was, she was funny, you know? Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to do it herself, you know? It's a, I never even thought about all the, the, you know, I think people just use the card now just to, to get a word out there. And they want to start. I don't really think they, you know, the people who criticize it are the ones who are in positions of power. How did they get there? If everybody's so racist, how did they get there in the first place to say it? They got there. They're where they are. Okay, guys, I got to go. All right. We got to get out of here. It's that time. You know what? Shiva, Ginger, it was wonderful to have you guys with us. We got to do this again. There's a, there's Sorry, a great I got a little thing. boring at the end. You did not get We're boring. boring. Before we get out of here. How no, about I have to go. You oh, have, you have no, to go? Yeah. Is he in? No, okay. he, he has to get out of here. Corey, we'll see you later, everybody. Uh, okay. Sheba, where are you performing next? I'm going to be at the Funny Bone this weekend in Syracuse. And okay. then after that, it's always, I'm often at the Three Monkeys where I run a show. All right. We'll put yeah. the links in the description down below. And then Ginger, wh what are you working on now? Anything? Any plays? I'm waiting. Well, we were on the Jerry Springer show. I, I had a play called Mel Schwartz Sleeps with Mae West. Yes. And I'm waiting for that to come out um, where, he, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, a, and there's, he showed clips of it. So you I'm waiting for that. Out the Jackie Mason musical dot com or Sheba Mason dot com. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Great. Wow. Ma Maui Swift thinks it's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Me. She said great show over here. Over here. Thank the, you. Oh, everybody. She yeah, that's right. Well, and, uh, you know what? Look, Steve over here. Thumbs up over here. Wow, that's right. Steve. No, you, you guys actually. A lot of fun to bring on the show. Thank you very much. Thank and you. I had to, Ginger, I had to bring you on because the last time we had Corey, he was so obnoxious and insane. I had to do this. So I made it a family affair. And, and, uh, he's I wanted, sweet. I mean, he's a sweet kid. You know, the, the show really has no format, as you could tell. I just wanted to be actually, um, just have a good time. And, uh, um, yeah. th and that's what the show is all about. To have fun. a good time, a coffee talk, just a normal conversation. And wherever it goes, it goes. But Thank it's you lovely. for inviting Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting no. me and giving a hoot what I have to say. Oh, you know what? It, it's all joking aside. You know, we laugh and we banter here. What you went through with Jackie, it's mentally, it's a hard thing. And 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 to raise a child by yourself, it's, it's hard because 
I know what it's like even raising a child with my wife, and I know what it's like to, to raise a child as a single dad, you know, because I had lived you both. Do? Oh. I lived both. Um, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. So my hat is off to you, and uh, you did a wonderful job with Chiba. And Thank you, you. Ginger, you're a, a, a wonderful person. you got a great personality, and your Thank husband's you. very lucky to have you. Well, thank you. I'll remind him of that when he wants. Oh, you tell him. You tell him that. And okay, Sheba, you're so lucky to be with your mom. You guys, give each other a hug for the holiday right now. Go ahead. Look at you. You guys are beautiful. I want to thank, thank you guys. Maui Swift over here, great guest. They were thank great, you, Maui. Maui. Wonderful. And anything, Sheba, is great. So anything that you guys wow. need to, to ever come back on here, please, I would love to have you guys both on. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And uh, much love to you guys. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody out there in the audience, we'll Happy see you later. Happy Thanksgiving to all out there. And ladies, Um, we'll be in touch, okay? Much oh, love thank to you. you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody. You can see the comments. <laughs> oh, is that what you want? Yeah. yeah there it is. Don't go nowhere, no. girl. Wait, hold on one second. Look, We're not filming everybody. right now, right? No, we're gonna fi we're filming. I'm doing the outro. That's what's so good about this. Ready? Say goodbye to everybody, but don't sign off. Boom. It's See, they don't want you guys to leave. You're still here. Everybody, if you like what you like, <laughs> please hit the boxes down below. And everybody have a safe Thanksgiving. We love you, okay?